The Commentary Booth is a show for media lovers by media lovers just like you. If you want to support the show, go to jamieappsmedia.com. Welcome to the Commentary Booth, the ultimate weekly entertainment recap and review show. My name is Jamie Apps, and each week I'll be joined by a rotating cast of co-hosts to run you through the entertainment media we've consumed during the week. Along the way, we'll provide you with insightful commentary and reviews. This week, I'm joined by a freelance commentator who lists his favourite movie as American Psycho and favourite TV show as Peaky Blinders. Welcome back to the show, Blake Robinson. Good afternoon, how are we? Good, thank you. How's everything over your way? Um, I'm going well, travelling well. Uh, middle of dry July now, so I'm just um, just living my best life. Joining Jackson on the dry July train? Yeah, this is um, my second or third one now, consecutive, and uh, looking like it's a thing. Good excuse just to not hang out with people. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Jackson was saying. It's a good excuse to sort of just refresh live a healthy month i was just talking today i think i've timed it poorly like it could have easily happened last month but all right i reckon we're going to get a second a second wave of the uh the covered and i reckon it's going to hit just as august august one rolls around yeah that wouldn't be pleasant so yeah july's um slotted itself into 2020 at a poor time yeah. it's gonna be easy for people in melbourne to do um dry july at the moment oh yeah yeah, we're going to cop that in a couple of weeks, I reckon, but is what it is. Just a redundant year, this one. Yes. Just write this one off. Let's bring on 2021. Nah, um, yeah, put a line for it. It's just a warm-up. It's just pre-season for 2021. Uh, what else have you been up to? You know what? I'd love to say something exciting, but I've got nothing. Just so uh, I just got stuck in a Capone, the Sarbo. Yep. What'd you think? Yeah, I was, um, oh man, it was actually really good, hey. I think, I, I wasn't really expecting a gangster movie though, like going off the trailer. And I think I read a little bit about it, it's more like a little bit of a biopic of his life after gangster shit. But um, yeah, wait, very good, hey. I was impressed. Tom Hardy can just transform himself, hey. A lot of his roles past right recently have just been like complete transformations. He's just killed it. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed with the movie actually well, yeah what were you, what were you expecting i think i just stuff? expected more like did you know much about it going into it no I, I intentionally avoided the trailers and everything like i just saw tom hardy in capone i was like ah oh, sweet that'll be awesome i'm normally like if i see a movie i like after watching the trailer like i'll shut off the trailer halfway through just stop it like i've seen enough Stop the spoilers, but I don't know. I found myself watching the full trailer, and I might have even watched it a couple of times. I really liked what I was seeing, and I was pretty keen to watch it. I think if I'd watched the trailer, I probably would have wouldn't have been as disappointed because I was just expecting it to be more the height of Al Capone, not sort of the final years. Yeah, well, I'm, I I wasn't. I tried to. I was wondering who directed it, and I had a look it up. He hasn't really done much else. I thought it, <laughs> so. I was trying to get a gauge of like his direction on the movie. But yeah, I didn't really know much about him. I don't know. I just felt like Tom Hardy just seems to intentionally pick roles where he either 
is hidden hidden behind a mask or like just mumbling his way through roles. Yeah, well, um, he does a big Alfie Solomon's vibes in that, eh? From Peaky Blinders. Okay. It's almost like they're the same makeup artists. <laughs> like almost just rolled off the Peaky Blinders set into Capone. It was very good though. Um, just yeah, I enjoyed it. Just yeah, like you look back at some of his roles recently, like Dark Knight Rises, Dunkirk. They both had that. Oh, Bane! How good is? Oh man, I still haven't seen Dunkirk. I don't know why. Oh, now's the time I've to watch it. it. It's quality. I was I was so keen to watch it when it was coming out. I didn't watch it. It's, I didn't even know he was in that man. I knew Harry Styles was in it and um Cillian Murphy. Yeah, well, it's because it, he's in another one of those roles where he's got a mask on and he just kind of mumbles his way through it. And you're like, what? What? What did you say, Tom? Like, I don't understand half the stuff you're saying. What's something? Well, he's got Bane. Yeah, he doesn't really talk in that, does he? What else? I love him in Legend, where he plays his twin brother. Yeah, that was. That, I think that's <laughs> that's that's like peak Tom Hardy. That. I think that's my favorite role of his. That and um, Mad Max Fury Road. Oh yeah, I haven't seen Mad Max. I'm, I'm thinking of something else. I don't know. He's been in a fair bit lately. Venom. He was okay. It just wasn't. Oh yeah, a great yeah. movie. Want to think of like another unmasked normal role? I don't know. Will come to me. Yeah, um, yeah, Capone. That was a few scenes there, like. I thought, no way, this can be real. Then, yeah, it turns up, ended up being a dream. But it was in pretty average nick, hey? I was just looking up while I was watching the movie what books I can read about. Like, we all know what the, the legend of Capone, but, yeah, I'm definitely keen to find out a bit more. Yeah, so it, like, follows that final, oh, I think it was the final year of his life where he just got out of yeah, yeah. prison and then... Yeah, he ends up dying a sick man. At his house. Uh, he, but, yeah, the movie, well, it only went for an hour and 40 minutes. Like, for the style of movie and the path it took, it's very short. It could have been two hours, 40, hey, I felt. Like, not much happened. Like, I can see now why you'd be disappointed. It shows the suffering of neurosyphilis and dementia. Yeah. But it was very rushed. I reckon there's a lot of um, off, off cuts of that. They've edited a lot of that. Did he get good? What are the what were the reviews like? I don't have a chance to look. What did the pros reckon? Uh, all pretty mixed. It seems like they either loved it or were on my end where it was like uh, a little bit flat. And I think that is because it feels rushed. Like you don't really get to invest in those characters outside Tom Hardy. We did. Yeah, there wasn't much. I was. Keen to see more about that uh, long lost son. That was sort of a hidden storyline in itself. Hey, that boy that always walked around and always rang up. Yeah. It was weird how they sort of drip, drip fed that in, hey? And then, then ended up, nothing happened of it. And, and they barely did anything from it. It was like, oh, he just showed up in the last, like, couple of days. Very, yeah. Yeah, I haven't had time to really have it all sink in, but now that we've Talking about it, yeah, it was very strange. <laughs> but I know off off the castle was entertaining. I, I thought there was some pretty cool scenes in it. Yeah, the um, the scene at the end with the Tommy gun is probably the, yeah, the epic. Badass. That was sick. But that was a dream too, wasn't it? Uh, I think. I don't know because then it has it. Then it has him waking up, like after having a stroke. I think that was another one of his little strokes. 
Maybe. But then they have like them clearing out his estate and all like the work is leaving. But then there's people that he shot were up and about in that scene. So yeah, I think because it's rushed to it, those parts are hard to distinguish on what's real. But that could also be what the director was going for to convey the sickness that he was feeling. Yeah. Um, very strange. Who's, who's, is that? Is that young Toby? Is he? Is he a guest this week? Is he? Uh, that is not Toby. That is my mum's dog, Jazz. She is obviously oh. hungry. <laughs> a great game. Yeah, I was. I was going. To, you mentioned something. Oh, Dunkirk. Yeah, I watched Greyhound as well. That's that's what reminded me of Graham when he's mentioned Dunkirk. What do you think of that? That was sick. Eh? I loved Greyhound. Like. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of CGI in it, but it was still so worth it. Yeah, I watched half the trials. I was like, yeah, can you see this? But yeah, the, like the whole, there was one scene that wasn't even, that wasn't at sea. The whole movie was at sea, which is um, pretty cool. Yep. There wasn't many characters in it, but Tom Hawks just kills him. Like, He's such a good actor. Like. It's insane. I, I was just, when I was watching, I was thinking like the most iconic movies in history. Like, he's got Forrest Gump. Cast away, <laughs> but potentially the two biggest movies of all time. Toy Story, if you will, Woody. <laughs> I don't think I've seen him in a bad movie. Like anything, he he seems to be very selective, but what he does pick is always incredible. Oh, what was that movie about the plane crash and the Hudson River? Was it actually called Hudson? No, it was named after the pilot. What was his name? Oh, yeah, I know the movie you're talking about, and I can't think of it. It was very good. I I watched only watched it like last year, like very late. It's been out for a while. Yeah, that was good too. Yeah, I swear. Um, well, that's a very patriotic um, flex for America. One of that movie, but um, it was good. I liked it. I didn't. I didn't I swear. It didn't catch much chop over here. <laughs> yeah, I guess because it was yeah, such a very American story. <laughs> yeah, very very nine eleven esque. But um, yeah, I've I've really enjoyed it. It was good. But yeah, back on um, Greyhound. Yeah, very interesting. That was was that meant for big screen? I think I just seen something the Sabo saying that was another one that went straight to small screen because of, of the COVID. Yeah, so it was. I think it was meant to come out. Because it's a Apple original, hey. Yeah, meant to come out in June in cinemas, but then when everything sort of shut down, Apple purchased the rights to make it an Apple TV Plus exclusive. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah, I was going to say, that's a very good movie to be an Apple original. So that's what they're all doing now, eh? like, even Netflix is purchasing rights. Yeah, and I I read that Tom Hanks, like, when it when it all ha- went down that they were going to shift it to Apple TV, he said he was bitterly disappointed because um obviously he wrote the screenplay and had seen, done the movie and knew how epic, like, it, it needed to be in a cinema. Yeah, the cinematography is amazing. So it would have, it'd be sick in a cinema, hey? Like some of those, like the battle scenes <laughs> would have been epic. It's like a big battleship movie. Yeah, and it's based on the 1955 novel, The Good Shepherd. Is it really? Yeah. Uh, have you read it? No. No, but after watching this movie, I might have to go back and check it out. Like <laughs> Deep into books at the moment, eh? So, um, yeah, it could be on the list. 55 it came out, yeah, it said. Yep. Because it was 1951, that, the Battle battle of the Atlantic. 1941, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, so it follows this US Navy commander who's got to escort a fleet of, what was it, merchant ships across the Atlantic during World War II. 
Do you know much about the book? Who wrote the book? Oh, I did see it, but I can't remember who who it was. Forrester or something. Was he a part of the fleet or just mm, a historian? No, just some. Like I, I think it's one of those ones where it's like semi-true, like based on stories. But yeah, well, the movie, the most, the movie was inspired by true events. And yeah, it just follows these guys as they got to get across the Atlantic and the, in particular, the section known as the pit, where there's no protection mm-hmm. from the air. Yeah. And just yeah, what well, they had like six uh, Nazi submarines had to bend off. It was pretty cool, eh? I liked it. It was a good, good little um, what you call it, cat and mouse battle throughout the whole movie. Yeah, I loved the sort of the hunt aspect of. There was a bit of suspense too, like you didn't know what was going to happen next, like. Like I said, I was surprised when it finished and the whole movie was just based on the ship. Like, there was no scenes on the land or whatever, except that one for five seconds. Yeah, yeah super intense. Like. Yeah, it's good. Kept me wondering, yeah, it's good. Very um, very good. Yeah, I was, I was kind of expecting all the ships to just get slowly picked off and taken out and then, like, the Greyhound to be the only one left. But Confused me a bit about those merchant ships that were the part of them. <laughs> I didn't know really what was going on there. Well, I think it was just... Because of World War Two, they needed to get supplies from, and they just drafted in people. They're like, "Okay, you guys have, you have a, a a boat that can take all this stuff that we need. So we'll take you across, but we'll protect you as best we can. But we can't guarantee anything." Yeah, because it sounded like they were English. Yeah, yeah, it was just a, a group of either U.S. and English ships, just a mixture. Really cool feature too was how they um. The Germans got onto the like into the radio and they like spoke English on the radio. Oh, how scary is that scene? Like, how cool! That was so like, good. That would induce panic across the entire fleet. Yeah, I thought I was a genius. Chuck that in. I think they did it twice. It was amazing. <laughs> I really wish we could have seen it in cinemas. Yeah, oh, it'll be huge. You reckon? You reckon they're gonna? I went to the movies on Friday night. Actually, seen Pulp Fiction for the sixtieth time. But first time on the big screen, which is good. Nice. So, yeah, they've just been doing a few old movies now that they're open back up, but can't wait to watch some new stuff. Yeah, that oh, Greyhound would have been epic, big screen. I'm sure they'll put it there eventually. Like Gala or someone surely throw it up. Yeah, I guess it'll all depend on Apple, like if they... Yeah, true, the rights. They might do it later, like once they sort of start to see a drop in people watching it on Apple TV, be like, okay, let's... Chuck it out in the cinema for the people that missed it. Surely. I wonder what impact this is going to have on like the awards season and whatnot. Do you reckon uh, much at all, or they're just going to still base it off? Uh, they did change the rules this year. Oh, really? So for this year, films like this will count, whereas yeah, yeah. in previous years they've had to have a cinematic release. Because it was only like last year they changed it over, that they stopped streaming services counting, eh? It's like recent. Uh, yeah, it was only yeah a year or two where they, they they made it clear that it had to have. I think it was at least six weeks in a cinema or something, which is why you saw movies like um, Uncut Gems getting limited release across the US in cinemas before it popped up on Netflix. Yeah, did it? Yeah, it was in cinemas in the US for I think the bare minimum mm. that it had to be, and then it. Popped up on Netflix oh, right. afterwards. Interesting. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Did they already do the 
rewards for that? He didn't get one, eh? I don't think. Yeah, he snuck in the last season. Yeah, he didn't get one. He should have. Yeah, he, he's incredible in that movie. Even, even Kevin Garnett was good, man. <laughs> I rated him. That's another movie that's just Killed like it. intense and just stressful the whole time. Oh, that's just... Have you seen Good Time? The other movie the Safety brothers did? No. Before that, it was a couple years before. That's the exact same. That's the most intense movie. I've still yet to watch it a second time. It was incredible, but yeah, it just left me with anxiety the whole movie and just sweating, like not knowing what's going to happen next. Yeah. Uncut Gems just had me like freaking out the whole time. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, just then, pay um, your bills, mate. <laughs> then the way it ends, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's like popping a balloon. It's almost let down. That's exactly, that's like what happens in good time. What other movie have them guys got? They've only got a couple, eh? The Safety brothers. I rate them. They're good. And they always use like, actors who don't have much experience, too. Well, like undiscovered talent or people, they put people in roles that they're not used to. Yeah, that f- the female lead, I forgot her name, alongside Adam Sandler and Undercut Gems. That was her first ever movie. Oh, wow. Wow, she's really good. <laughs> And yeah, she hadn't done a show or anything else other than that. She, um, I think she was a model, and she just they found her like, "Hey, do you want to be in this movie? You fit the, you fit the script." Yeah, I've been watching. I watched a few interviews. Of her explaining it. Good choice. And she killed it. And then, yeah, after after Capone, I was feeling like a big mafia vibe, so I jumped into uh, the Mafia Two Definitive Edition on PS4. Is that, isn't that a really old game, like PS2? Yeah, so it's, yeah, originally published on PS3 and 360, Xbox 360, but they've updated it and remastered it for PS4 and Xbox One. So yeah, like because they're bringing out Mafia, I think Mafia 4 is slated for next year. Later this year, they're putting out the trilogy as like an enhanced remastered version. I've noticed it's going to be a strange transition period for like PS4 and whatnot games coming out at the sort of the same time the PS5 comes out. Like I'm already torn because like I want the PS5, but there's games on PS4 coming out. Yeah, there's always that weird like crossover period. This year, I don't think it's going to be so bad because from everything that I'm hearing so far, PS5 will be able to play PS4. And the same on the Xbox side. At what cost does the quality come in? Like, or is it not going to compromise it too much? It'll probably probably drag them down a little bit. So I keep thinking disc, but apparently what with digital, they'll have it, like updates for quality and stuff. Yeah, they usually do that with disc too, though. It just make it, makes you download stuff and hold it. Are you? A, what are you? Are you a disc guy or... Or a download guy. I really prefer the Bit of both. The look of the digital PS5. Yeah. It just looks so much cleaner and without the disc drive hanging off the side. In half the place, half the idea of PlayStation, you can still play like Blu-ray DVDs. I know I'm a big DVD guy. Like I love chucking a DVD in. Even a lot of my favourite movies, I still buy. It's going to come down to the price differential. Like if it if it's only fifty or sixty bucks, I'm not going to get rid of disc because the, the price of games is so much cheaper oh yeah no way even like 100 150 because isn't it meant to come out at christmas yeah they're aiming i assume 
it'll be like November-ish. It's gonna be it's gonna be pandem- pandemonium, hey. Trying to get one. I don't know if I should just wait three months. Yeah, they're gonna be pretty short supply by the sounds of it because of the production issues. They're still not having taken pre-orders. I noticed somewhere was taking expressions of interest. Yeah, so JB Hi-Fi, you can put your name down as I want to get one or I want a pre-order, but they're not taking any cash or anything because they don't have prices yet. I don't know, is it a smart move getting one straight away it's, or is it just a myth like getting the first iPhone when it comes out, like just let them iron out the creases or is it all the same batch? It doesn't really matter. Because I know, I know back in the day when you got like a, a PS3, you were paying like way overs and everyone always reckons they stuffed up because they weren't quality. They're just like punching them heaps out off the bat. Yeah. Or is that just a myth? Myth. Like surely today. No, it it generally happens. Like the 360 had the same problem. It gave, they had all the red ring issues and mm. even the, the PS4, like I got, I got the, the first shipment and the controls, the controllers were a bit dodgy. Like the, the rubber on the sticks eroded whereas in the the second version they didn't they just want to punch too many out they meet demands the quality control is not there yeah i think they're just trying to get as many out and they also don't sort of realize the stresses that it's going to be put under in normal conditions and Mm. then once they realize rage rage quick conditions yeah and then once they realize those things they can then update the, the the textures of the rubbers or internal componentry so they don't have those issues mm. what are your thoughts on the white i like it. it looks futuristic is it too much xboxy mm, yeah probably a little bit <laughs> I don't know, I'd, I'd love to wait for a black one to appear because it's, it's bound to surely a black edition yeah if, if it's anything like the ps4 there'll be all these special here's here's a version for this game here's a version for that game like they had the the spider-man ones and God of War. Give me a Mumba edition, <laughs> a Mumba sleeve or something for the console. That'd be good to go with a 2K21. Yeah, if you're not desperate to get one, I'd probably wait and try and get the second batch. Yeah, I think that's the plan. I might wait, you know, like February, March. That's probably a good time. With with Mafia 2, like it just it felt, you could tell it was an old game. And it felt yeah. like GTA 4. The driving is pretty lackluster. And you'd have to drive a mm. lot. Um, yeah. The gunplay is a bit clunky and just a pretty generic mafia story. There wasn't anything groundbreaking except for the use of the F word, which they use a lot. <laughs> so, is there, so what did you say? There's a new one coming out. Yeah, Mafia. F- well, it'll be four. Mafia 4 is next year. Does it look all right or what? It looks actually it looks really good. That's why I was sort of like, I played, watched Capone and then. Yeah, you just get a taste for it. Teaser. Knew, knew this was coming out. I was like, right, I'm going to get into this Mafia. Let's see what it's like. And yeah, four looks good. So I'll probably, I don't think I'll finish two. Like it's just, it's not grabbing me. And I know there's mm. a lot more time to be spent in it. Yeah, exactly. So I'll probably just wait for four and then jump in then. Like I'm obviously going to throw heaps of my time at the new Tony Hawks. I'm so keen for that. Oh yeah, that looks sick. Oh, <laughs> that's going to be good. And um, obviously like NBA 2K. But yeah, I wouldn't mind. Wasting my life on something else. Maybe get back into COD. I haven't played. I haven't played Call of Duty since Black Ops, the first Black Ops on PS3, and I used to pump it. Hey, that's that's a, that's a while ago. Yeah, I've been off. Yeah, I haven't gamed in a while, but yeah, I don't know. I'm 
could be getting back in. I've got a, got a new TV on the way as well, so I'm well prepared. Nice. You got an eight, you ordered an AK, did you? Nah, just a 4K. I just got a 4K Sonic one. Oh, yeah. 50, no, 65 inch. Just set up in my office, which is pretty sweet. 65? Yeah, I got a 65. Um, I wanted I wanted seventy five, but in the shop looking at the seventy five, I was getting cross eyed just watching them in the shop. Yeah, unless unless you're sitting way back. Like. Yeah, honestly, you've got to have a huge room. And like for the price I wanted to spend on a seventy five, like the quality was pretty average. But for that price, you know, sixty five was like top notch. So I just got sixty five, pretty happy with it. Yeah, I love my sixty five in the office. I just been pumping movies and hooked the PS four up to it, and it's been good. Might have to. Uh, Download NBA 2K20 since it's free this month on PlayStation. Uh, is it? Yeah, so if you've got the, the PS Plus subscription, it's one of the free games for the month. Yeah, I've seen it was like $7 or something a few weeks ago. Everyone jumped on it. Yeah, back to Mafia, like mm. how I said they say the F word a lot. I looked mm-hmm. it up today. Apparently, there's 397 times it is spoken throughout the game. And no way. I'm only a few hours in and they've already said it. That's so good. <laughs> who who makes it? Is it a Rockstar game? Uh, 2K. Oh, no way. Yeah, so it's like one of those obviously known for their sports franchises, but they also have those other games. What is it? Just like a made-up storyline or does it follow something? No, nah, it's just fully made up, but yeah. like that's why it's kind of pretty generic mafia mob story. Yeah, true. Heaps of just nothing but Tommy guns and F-bombs. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's, that's what it is so far. Rolling jewellery stores. Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say, too. Um, yeah, when I was at the movies the other night, the cinema, if you remember what that is, um, seen a few trailers of upcoming movies, Unhinged. Have you, do you know much about that with Russell Crowe? I didn't even know it existed. Yeah, I saw the trailer for it last week, week it, before. I don't know. It's pretty full on, eh? It looks looks like it could be interesting. I emailed the, the publisher about it. It's hit or miss. It's a weird role. Um, I'm not sure what to think of it. It's like very psychopath. Like, I don't know who wrote it, but obviously uh, got a bit going on up there. <laughs> it seems full on, eh? Like proper just psychopath movie. Yeah, I hit up the um the publisher to try and see it before it comes out. Are they doing premieres and whatnot? They haven't got anything locked in at the moment. Like some some places are, others are still doing like they're sending out links, but. This place isn't doing a link for that one, so it'll be probably wait. Might hear something this week or next week about screening times. Another one, um, Tenant. I'd only heard about it. I didn't watch the trailer. I knew it was Christopher Nolan, but have you? Do you ever watch that one trailer? Mm-hmm. I'm so keen for that, bro. That is peak Christopher Nolan. Hey, how good does it look? That is gonna break my mind. I'm probably gonna have to watch it two or three times. I am so. Keen. Bro, it um, Big Dark Knight Rises vibes too. Eh? It's almost like Batman, but without Batman in it. Like legit. Yeah, it's like it reminded me heaps of Dark Knight Rises. And mixed with like Inception. Yeah, it's, it's very good. So it's gonna be like so much. You're gonna have to watch it, and then be like, I'm gonna have to watch that again. <laughs> Thinking that, hey, I thought um, I thought it came out this week, but I think it must be in America. It comes out July 16th. I think we've got August 18th here. Um. Let me check. I've got it marked down somewhere. Or twentieth movies coming. I'm super keen. Yeah. Oh, I don't have it marked down. 
Yeah, I think it's about like the 18th yeah. that week of August. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be definitely checking that one out. Yeah, I'm super keen. Oh, no. Unhinged is this week, damn it. Oh, yeah, Unhinged comes out early. Yeah, but... it's Thursday. Yeah, it mustn't. Probably not going to get to see that one early, but I might have to go check it out. Nah, it's probably not one you want to rush into anyway and just see it when you see it. <laughs> it's, it looks like you'd watch it, but it doesn't look, um, I don't know, anything massive. It just looks entertaining. Russell Crowe, I'm always up for a Russell Crowe to see how he adapts to a role. He's hitting, he's hitting me, so. Yeah, like, he was awesome in... Um, he's normally good, good for, like, one in five. Gladiator. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's peak. That's peak rusty. And then he's had... A few stinkers since then. What but... is this? I'm struggling to name a few, eh? He was in that, um, is it Master Commodore? Oh, Master and Commander. <laughs> Master and Commander, is it? Yeah, that was, that was pretty rough. He was pretty good. He played a pretty good role in American Gangster as a, that undercover cop. Yeah. yeah it'll be, uh, I think it'll be interesting to see. Looked, looked pretty intense from the trailer. <laughs> Yeah, no, nah, it's, it's badass. I, co- I copped the full, like, what, three or four minute trailer to the show at the cinemas that looks a bit excessive. I don't think, there's not much else coming out, but hey. Not really, which is where sort of last last night came in. I watched um Relic on Stan. Yeah, what's that? So it's the new, it's a Stan original. I, I still don't have Stan, eh? Is it, is it worth a dabble? It's probably worth just yeah checking out. Like if, I think they do like a free month or something. Like give it a trial and see if you like it or not. Well, I can't see why I wouldn't. But yeah, this this one relic is a Stan original, like horror drama produced by Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh really? Is he in it? <clears throat> no. I didn't even know what he produced. Stars Emily Mortimer from the newsroom, uh, mm-hmm. Robin Nevin and Bella Heathcote, who's been in Dark Shadows, Man in the High Castle, and Neon Demon. Oh, was she that um, like the lead in Man in the High Castle? I think she's too young to be the lead. I think she would have been one of the side characters. Oh, oh, true. Yeah, this yeah, one. True, true. Relic follows a mother and daughter who are sort of they go out to see their the matriarch of the family, so the the grandmother, because she'd been missing for a few days. Yep. And then when they get there, it's the, the house is empty. And it's like all the walls and the bowls of fruit are covered in mold. So she obviously has been missing for a while. Yeah. There's all these new locks on the doors. And then it just follows like them trying to work out what happened to to this old lady. It feels as though I've um, seen the trailer or seen something about it. Sounds familiar. I don't know what I'm thinking of. It's a pretty intense... Like oppressive and dark film, and it looks oh, so it's a movie, yeah. Oh, yeah, it looks sick. I'm looking up now, yeah, it's really good. And it's like when you get to the end of it, you realize it's an allegory for dementia and Alzheimer's, yeah, that's mad. I didn't know Jake gone or produced movies, eh? yeah. I didn't realize he was the producer until I started looking it up this afternoon, get a few extra details, yeah, that's but yeah, I'm, that's definitely up my alley, eh? Definitely worth checking out, like if. <laughs> If you're going to get a trial for Stan, this would be the first thing I'd jump on. Yeah, for sure. Looks sick. Yeah, I'm going to watch that this week. Like, it's only about 90 minutes or so, but it it doesn't rush through anything. It just slowly builds the tension and sort of has you questioning the whole time about 
what's going on with this old lady? Like, is there some sort of weird <laughs> supernatural element going on? But it really is. It's just about like dementia and Alzheimer's and how it just takes over people's lives. And like the mold is sort of representative of that. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, definitely, definitely worth checking that one out. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to for sure. Well, another one I know too, I forgot. I've seen the trailer. Quiet Place too. I forgot about that. That looks good, eh? I, I rated the original. Oh, yeah, the first that one. was meant to come out ages ago and then it got delayed. I've totally forgot about it. Yeah, bro. I don't know when it's coming out now. It just must be soon. Looks good. Looks like, you know, it's a, there's a hit and miss that, because that movie could have finished just the one movie, but they've gone back for seconds, which doesn't always work, but this looks like it's working. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they continue that story because the first one was such a well, well-produced well story. Oh, is it? Just looking now. Is it Netflix? I don't know. The original was a Netflix one. Looks good, eh? But, um, oh, another one I forgot about. It popped up. Halloween 2. I completely forgot there was going to be a second one. Yeah, that got... Did that get delayed or brought forward this week? Yeah, no, nah, it's delayed. I think it was meant to be this October, but they've pushed it back to October 21. Oh, spewing. Yeah, it's heaps far away. They released a teaser. I don't know. If, did you see it? They released one this week. It, went, it was like a 30-second teaser. There wasn't much in it, but um, it was basically like Jamie Lee Curtis and her family in the back of like a truck leaving the house. Because remember the house, she burnt the house down? Yep. With Myers in the basement. So it was yep. basically them fle- like fleeing on the freeway in the back of the truck, then going the opposite direction towards the house for like emergency services. And she's like pretty much yelling out, just like, let him burn. And that was it. I went for like 30 seconds. It was just a little teaser. So that's, he's never going to, he's never going to die. Eh? I don't know how, because didn't they like lock him in the basement? Yeah. Yeah. They fully trap him in there and just burn the house down. But I guess. Maybe the fire didn't get down in there in that time. Well, no, I'm sure when it ended, though, I left, I walked out saying, yeah, there's Hunter was another one. It was something. Yeah, he definitely did. I remember us walking out being like, he didn't die there, did he? I hope they don't overdo it, though. But I, I liked I liked the remake, the 2018 version, eh? It was good. Yeah, that was a quality one. Could have went either way. Oh, yeah, I might watch it, watch it again. Get some horror on this week for Shawzies. <laughs> It's going to be, glo- I'm looking out the window now, it's going to be a gloomy week. So. I want to think of other good horror movies I've watched recently that you should check out. Um, I don't know, would you call Midsummer a horror? I guess so. It was a lot to follow on from Hereditary, but... Yeah, it's, a hor- it's definitely a horror movie, but it's not a horror movie in the sense of it being dark and sketchy. Like It's, it's weird because it's really bright coloured. Yeah, it's a bit freaky. Like that's, that makes it so much more off-putting because it's this dark, scary story, but it's just really brightly coloured the whole time. You're like, what the hell? There was just a few little scenes here and there. It just like made some chills down this morning. Like, oh dear, that was good. Yeah, I loved Hereditary. Show. I'm too scared to watch it again though. That was at the time the scariest movie I've ever seen. Yeah, that's a that's a scary ass movie. Right, <laughs> proper scary movie. That was the first time I've watched a movie and I got like full body chills. Check out um, It Comes at Night on Netflix as well. That was a good one. Oh, is, I've only watched... Is that, the, um, is that the second one of the It? Is that the same? No. No, it's a, it's a totally separate one. It's just called It Comes at Night and it's... It's on Netflix? Yeah. Yeah, I watched it the other week. Really good. Yeah. Hectic. Yeah, I'll get around that. 
was this something, another scary one just popped up. Oh, there's is there another Annabelle coming out? I fully think there is. I think I think there is. Where is it? There is Annabelle comes home. Or was that the most recent one? Don't know if that's the most recent one or if that's the one coming. There's something coming out. I've seen it on the event cinemas. Annabelle comes home. Maybe that's another one. There's a few too many of them. <laughs> I don't know. Annabelle comes home. Just came out last year. Yeah. Sometimes they just drag. They hit something and they just drag it on too long. See, what's that? A, that's from The Conjuring, eh? Yeah, so the, the Conjuring came. Conjuring was, was sick. Awesome, and then they did Conjuring 2, and then I think they did Conjuring 3, and then they spun off Annabelle. They did a nun. They did a nun. It was the nun. That was from Conjuring. That was disgraceful. And that was all because that character was so good in The Conjuring. They're like, oh, yeah, let's spin this one off. It was, bro. The nun, yeah. Sketchy as in The Conjuring. Yeah, it was terrifying. That was another movie. It was proper terrifying. It'd be that or hereditary, the scariest movies I've ever seen. Yeah, I got sent um, I got sent a link for a movie called The Vigil. Ah, uh, sounds familiar, eh? It's based on sort of the Jewish tradition of when somebody dies, a, a, another person has to sit and watch the body, and until like the morticians and everything take it and do the burial. Yeah. <laughs> This looks pretty hectic, yeah. I'm looking at it now. The trailer I saw. Oh, there's this old lady. That looks terrifying. <laughs> Bruh. That's my Wednesday night sorted. I get to sit there and scare the crap out of myself with that one. That looks hectic. Oh, this is, oh Blumhouse did it too, so that's promising. Yeah, it's going to scare me, I think. Bruh. Just the trailer, I was like, this is, ooh. Yeah, wow, that looks sick. I'm going to watch that. Just quickly, you've... Uh, you- you stuck on uh, watching Big Brother or not? No, I gave up after the first week. Bruh, I'm invested. I have not missed an episode. Terrible. And like three, three a week is not just not doing it for me. Has it got... Well, you're obviously hooked. I was going to say, has it got any better? I would, I don't know. It's still like the same vibe. It's like... I've read a bit into it and all that now, but um, it's very family friendly. I think that's still there motive behind it and a lot of the the housemates that have been evicted or left are starting to speak out now saying how shit the editing is yeah well like they're, because they're all it's they're obviously watching it back at the same time we are and they're saying how like they've portrayed certain people in the house to be a different character and to what they actually are but it's happened with a few of them yeah, that's the problem with pre-recorded and heavily edited I don't know why it's not live man I don't know why it's not live. I think it's all because of that flack that they got for the last couple of seasons where it just got ridiculously, like, X-rated. <laughs> Bit too raunchy. Yeah, it's got none of that now. Even Love Island, I think that was, like, two days behind. So it was sort of live, like, but it was up to date. But this is, they've been out of the house for months now. How did the, um, the whole COVID lockdown bit translate? I saw the ads for it. Look, oh, they built it up. They, yeah, bro, they built it up heaps. I was, um, it was a bit of a letdown. They did, it was just someone, one of the crew members or the cameraman or whatever, come into contact with someone who tested positive. Yep. So it wasn't like a crew member tested positive, but as a precaution, they just had to lock the house down, and I think they just paused the game for like forty-eight hours oh, until everyone sort of got tested. So yeah, they were just they were just like freelancing for like forty-eight hours. And that was it. Yeah. 
I can just imagine how like weird that would have felt. So like they brought him into the diary room or whatnot, because they they knew about the coronavirus. They um they gave him all the heads up before. Yeah, because in the in the ad they made it look like they had no idea about coronavirus, oh, yeah. and then all of a sudden the cameras just stopped working. And, yeah, I know. Like imagine how creepy that would be if you were in the house, had no idea, and then all of a sudden you realised none of the cameramen are here, none of the cameras are moving. Like, are we? Did they just leave us here? I think I think they would have. Yeah, because. And they just used the fixed cameras in the house for those two days. Like, there wasn't any crew there. Yeah, but even, like, those fixed cameras weren't moving. They were just stuck in position. Yeah, they're wondering, like, what's going on. But I think they I think they left the house just as it was starting to get serious. So they, like, they weren't in there. What They weren't missing much. So they would have been out of the house like, in full, while it was full lockdown. So they weren't, wasn't too much of a pandemic. Yeah, the ads definitely look like it got blown up pretty Pretty heavily. Yeah, well, I haven't seen any good reviews about it. Everyone's just giving it shit. I don't know, it's entertaining. I'm a sucker for it. I live, I live for Big Brother Night. I watched that f- that first week and I was like, mm, nah, this isn't the vibe I was after for Big Brother. I'm just, yeah, I'm way too interested in who's going to win now. I need to know. Who'd you pick? Bro, it honestly could be anyone, but I'm thinking Matt, the board at a guy. Everyone thinks Dan and Dan's a favourite, but... It's going to come down to Matt and Dan being put up for eviction, I reckon, and they're going to go Dan because Dan's the biggest threat and he's going to go. So I'm thinking Matt. Matt's a good pick at $7 if you're having a punt. Matt, like, the older guy? He's that bald-headed. Oh, sort of. He's that bald-headed guy from Broken Hill. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's not who I was thinking. It's going to heat, it's going to heat up soon. <laughs> As much as Big Brother can heat up. Do they, are they doing, like, live voting for the final or anything? That's what I thought, man, because they keep saying, um, like, who wins, you decide, and the ad breaks. I'm like, how the hell do we decide? But no, nah, I don't know, because to my knowledge, every, everyone is out of the house. Yeah, weird. I don't know, not unless they've kept the finalists in there a bit longer than it is going to be live, but yeah, I'm not sure. Or do they just sort of get it down to the final two and then out of those final two... We vote. Yeah, I, I can't work out how they're going to do it. There's got to be a curveball somewhere because it's been so predictable so far what they've been doing. Yeah, I suppose when it's so edited, like you can tell who's going to get booted. And it's almost like they choose who they want to get rid of and who they want to keep for like reviews and like the entertaining ones. <laughs> but the best part about Big Brother back in the day used to be like the live evictions. Remember, like. Massive crowd, and it was Gretel, Colleen up on the stage, and you could like text in and vote, vote them off. That was peak, peak Big Brother. Yeah, yeah, that first series, first series was awesome. The, like the Bree and Fitzy days, take me back. So, uh, what would be your top recommendation for the week? <sighs> Ooh, um, gee, I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say watch the trailer for Tenet and clear your schedule to go watch it, the movie, when it comes out. I recommend going to see Tenet. There you go. Interesting call. Mm. <laughs> I'm, gonna, uh, I'm recommending a trailer this week. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it, it is a pretty good trailer. No, it looks sick, man. That's Pete, Pete Crispin Nolan. Yeah, for me, I'm going to have to uh, recommend Greyhound. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I completely forgot about Greyhound, but I'll let you take it. 90 minutes, perfect little war movie and it covers like a part of the war that you don't 
normally see? Like, you very rarely see naval battles from World War II. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's almost like Pearl Harbor, what Pearl Harbor wasn't. Yeah, so, like, yeah, you usually see something like Pearl Harbor, which is an air attack, or you see... Yeah, sick, I wrote it. ...actual on-ground soldiers. You never really see the Navy, which was a big part of World War II. And now that I think about it, another couple of little features in that were um, the torpedoes, how they showed them, like, flying through the water. Yep. That was a pretty cool little little feature. And um, what was another one? Oh, when they were tipping those bodies overboard when they did that funeral service, and it was just, like, skeletons in bags. That was very, um, very moving, I guess. A bit haunting. Burials at sea because they just had no space to keep them anymore. Yeah, well, and their bodies got completely mutilated. And there was just like skeletons in bags, and like you notice the last one gets stuck as they're tipping it in. It was, yeah, just little things like that really made the movie. And like Tom Hanks's feet, how they were like all bloody for like blisters and walking around. Yeah, because he was on his feet the whole time. Yeah, there's a lot of cool little little details like that. Yeah, really made the movie. Yeah, because that that's what they said. Like you see him, you see him get up for that first. Okay, we're we're about to be. The planes are about to leave. He gets up, and he never goes back to his um, cabin. He's nah. on the brig the whole time, just in his like little slipper things. He never eats. He just drinks a couple of coffees. Apocalyptic conditions too. Yeah, if they're not under fire with missiles and torpedoes and the subs, and there's you know like an ice storm. Yeah. Yeah, sick. Imagine how scary that would have been being on one of those ships, though, seeing a torpedo just flying towards you. Like, okay. We're in trouble here. Yeah, I wonder... I know it's a movie, but I wonder how well you could have seen torpedoes flying through the water. Surely they were going too quick. Or, like, the, the conditions would have to be perfect too, obviously. Yeah, you'd probably... You'd have to spot it, but I, I assume that you would be able to see them at some point because they are just... A, they'd have a big wake behind them. Yeah, look, I'd, I'd happily... um. I'd happily prefer to not see it coming, though. <laughs> Rather not know from experience. Yeah, I'd, I'm, I'd carry on my life without knowing if that was uh, the, the choice. Yeah. Well done, Apple Plus, on snagging the rights to that one. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did good. Okay, awesome. So, uh, sick. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the commentary booth. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, you can follow me on social media at Jamie Media, and you can follow Blake over on Twitter at Captain Crumbs with a Z. Till next time. The Commentary Booth is a fan-funded production of Jamie Apps Media. You can support the podcast alongside our magazine Jamzine over on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Jamie Media. The following people supported at the Jam publisher level or higher, and you cannot fathom how incredibly appreciative we are for their support. Brian and June Hart... Courtney Paulson, Tracy Apps.